Isaiah chapter 58. You can open your Bibles there, but I want to just share something with you because we want to talk today about the power of fasting, the power of fasting. And as we focus on the power of fasting, what I do want to share with you is I want to uh, just kind of share with you really three elements. One is uh, the power that fasting brings. Secondly, I want to share with you um, how God says we should fast because we want to not only fast, but we want to fast the right way. And the third thing that I want to share with you this morning is um, when we come together and when we do it, what God does on our behalf. And so we're going to see this in, in, in what he has said then, uh, of the power of fasting. And then we're also going to look at how to fast the right way. And then the third thing that we'll look at here is that what happens when we do it God's way. And uh, one of the uh, stories that you see in the New Testament, it's really in the book of Matthew, chapter 17, uh, and it is when uh, Jesus has gone on the Mount of Transfiguration. He's took a couple of his boys with him, and uh, he's transformed. And, and uh, as he's transformed, you know, Peter wants to stay there and just stay in that moment. He wants to stay in that moment. He says, you know what, let's take a picture of this, and let's just stay right here. But God says, no, this is a motion picture. It's not a photograph because there's something that happens after this. And so they go, they go down into the mountain. The Bible says after they come down to the mountain, they come in the midst of a multitude. And there is a man with a demon-possessed son that comes to them. And he says to God, Jesus' disciples, would you cast, my son, would you cast this demon? Or my son is epileptic and he falls out, he throws himself into the fire. He does all these things. Can you cast this out of him? And the disciples began to pray for him, but they were not able to cast it out. Now, what's interesting is that they had, the had been given the authority. They had been given the power. They had been anointed to heal. Jesus had sent them out, and they had done it before. But this time, they were not able to do it. And so Jesus comes down in the midst and all these multitudes of people were around and they're looking like, yeah, your disciples couldn't do this. What, what, what about this power that you speak of? And the, and the Bible uh, says that he came to Jesus, his father came to Jesus wanting his son to be set free. He says, Jesus, I, I came to your disciples and uh, I asked them to, to cast this out of my son, but they could not. And Jesus says to them later on, they, they're a little embarrassed because it's a multitude that they now are supposed to be able to have this authority and power, but they're not able to demonstrate it. And uh, so they're a little embarrassed. Later on, they come to Jesus, and, 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 they, and the Bible says privately they came to him and they asked him, why could we not cast this out? And Jesus said this, this kind comes out not only or except by or the only way it comes out is by prayer, which you did, and fasting, which you did not. So there are some things that you have been trying to change in your life. There are some things that you want to change in your life. And it doesn't come out just by prayer. But Jesus says that there are some things that have to come out with prayer and fasting. And so we notice now that prayer is powerful. 
but prayer and fasting. Fasting will do some things that just praying in the, uh, has not. So there are some things that you want to change in your life. And what better way than to start this year off? Prayer and fasting. So let's take a look at this this morning because in the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, we want to f- pray, we want to fast, but we don't just want to fast, but we want to fast God's way. Amen? We want to do it like God says to do it. And so Isaiah 58, one of the things that we see here is that the people were quite concerned that following Christ didn't really produce anything. They, uh, following God didn't produce anything. They, they were concerned that following him and a life of, of people that believe God, that worship God, it wasn't producing what God had promised them. And so they were, they were praying and they were fasting, but it wasn't making a difference in their lives. And they were a people that were concentrated on worshiping him. They were a people that were concentrated on praising him. But they're saying, look, you know, th- th- there's nothing really to serving God. And notice in Isaiah 58, we're going to read it, the, and I'm going to ask you to reflect uh, on the monitors this morning as we read it together out of the Message Bible. Let's read it together now. They're busy, 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 busy at worship and love studying all about me. Doesn't it sound great? They're busy, busy. They are busy at worship. They love worship. They love studying about him, he says. Let's keep reading together now. To all appearances, they're a nation of right-living people, law-abiding, God-honoring. They ask me, what's the right thing to do and love having me? Oh, my God, look at this. They love worshiping him. They love studying about him. They even talk to him and ask him, God, what's the right thing to do? And he says that, They even love my presence. They even love having me on their side. And so they were having a time of prayer. They were having a time of fasting. But nothing was changing. And they wanted to know, God, why couldn't we see anything change in our lives? And he tells them like this. God speaks to them and God says this. Verse 3. But they also... Oh, wow, whoa, 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 something's coming out of their mouths. Something's coming out of their mouths. Something's coming out of their mouths. What's coming out of their mouth? A complaint. So they're fasting. They're praying. But while they're fasting and praying, they're complaining. Let's start at the top and let's read that again, what's coming out of their mouth now. But they also complain, why do we fast and you don't look our way? Why do we humble ourselves And you don't even notice. They're saying, God, you know what? Nothing's happening. I'm fasting. I'm praying. But you're not even looking my way. You don't even notice what I'm doing. Then he replies to them. And he says these words. Let's read it together now. Well, here's why. The bottom line of your fast days is profit. You drive your employees much too hard. Now, notice this. What he's saying is that what you want are natural things. Or you do the same thing, rather, you do the same thing that you do when you're not fasting. And so nothing's really changing during your time of fasting because you're doing the very same thing you do when you don't fast. 
You're treating people the same way you treat people when you're fasting. And he says that uh, this is why I don't notice you. This is why I don't hear you. Let's, let's, let's keep reading. Verse 4. Let's read it together now. You fast, but at the same time, you bicker and fight. Look at that. You're fasting, but at the same time, some stuff's coming out your mouth. And you want to you tell somebody off. So in the house, the Bible tells us in, 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 uh, in, in the New Covenant that where, where there's strife and contentions, contention, there is evil, every evil work. And God's not really in it. And so the, what he's saying to them, he's saying that, look, you complain, but then also other stuff's coming out of your mouth. You're bickering and also you're fighting. So come on, let's keep reading together now. You fast. But you swing a mean fist. Oh, my God. So, so what, what he's really saying is that you're trying to be spiritual, but you're still in the flesh. You're trying to be spiritual, but you're still natural. And, 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 and so he says, this kind of fasting, you do, you do won't get, or you, you will not get your prayers, he says, off the ground. Now, how many of you want your prayers to fly? Uh, how many of you on your prayers to be like guided missiles going exactly where God says that they should go? He says that this type, when there's complaining, when there's big disagreement, when there's contentiousness, when there is bickering, when there is fighting, he says it, it's still on the ground, it's still on earth, and his desire is to get heaven to earth, but he's saying that these prayers won't even get off the ground. So notice what happens if, if, a, if a plane never gets off the ground and just keep, keep moving forward on the ground, eventually it's going to run into something. So what you want to do is you want to get in the air, you want to get in the atmosphere. And so he, he tells them that. He says that it will not get you off the ground. Look at this next verse, verse 6. It says it like this. He says that now I'm going to tell you that the kind of fast that I'm looking for. Let's read it together now. This is the kind of fast day I'm after to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, to free the oppressed, and to cancel. Let's just stop right there. God says he want to see some stuff happen in your life. And so he says that I want to, uh, uh, he says it like this, break the chains of injustice. And, and, and what that really says is that I want to come against the enemies. That are, that, that are your enemies. And I want to break you free of the very thing that's been trying to hold you back. And, 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 and he says that there is some exploitation that's happening in the workplace. But what I want you to do is not be limited by what has been in the past. But I want to get rid of that so you can rise to the level of the potential that I've placed on the inside of you. And he says that, look, I want to, if you're oppressed, I want to strengthen you and encourage you. And he says, more than that, also, I want you to fulfill my covenant and I want to cancel debts. Oh, I tell you, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. He says that you should be a lender and not a borrower. It has to happen at some time in your life. How many of you know that we shouldn't go through our entire lives owing people? It may be a season. It may be a time, but there comes a time where God wants you to be set free. And he says, I want to cancel debts. Supernatural debt cancellation. 
So I want to cancel debt. And I love, I love when he says it like that because, well, look at this next verse. He says that when you do it my way, when you do it like that, he says, these are the things that I want to do. But he says that, let's keep reading. He says it like this. Do this and the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at how, how quickly? How quickly? And at once is at once. I mean, all of a sudden, there's a change in your life. And you don't have to wait to the end of the year to see God working in your life. You can see it how quickly? At once. At once. At once. And so what they did is that they wanted God to do something for them. And while they were doing, look at this, they were doing nothing for others. God says that, you know what, what I want you to do is I want you to feed the hungry. I want you to invite them into your house. Uh, those that have less than you, I want you to see how you can help others. And he began to share in Isaiah 58 what he wanted them to do. And God is saying that, 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 that uh, they wanted God to do something for them, but they were unwilling to do something for others. They were reaching up for God, and God was looking before he came down to them to see if they were reaching out to others. And he says it like this. He says that I want to do all these things in your life, but the fast that you have been asking for or the fast that you have been doing is not the fast that I desire. And, 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 and if you read in that, he says that stop uh, gossiping about other people. If you read in that, he says, stop talking about other people's sins. Oh, my God, look at that. That's the mouth. And he began to share that. And, and he says that when you do that, then now how you, you're treating one another, then I can come in and I can begin to affect your own lives. See, they wanted God to improve their lives, but God was looking to see who, who other lives, what other lives that they were improving. They, 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 were, they wanted God to give them a physical touch, but God was looking at them to see if they were physically touching the lives of someone else. And you know what's amazing about that is we get God's attention, uh, and, and when we give to others what we are asking God to give to us. We get his, we get his attention. That what we're asking God to do for us, that we get his attention when we uh, do it for someone else. That's why in Luke 6, 38, it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed out, shaken together, shall men give into your bosom the same measure that you have given out. And so he's talking about our lives. And he's saying that, look, to the extent that you want me to give to you, to the extent that you're looking at something from me, is the extent that I, in the same measure that I want you to do it for somebody else. And how often, guys, that uh, during our time and during our lives, people that may be a lesser socioeconomical level than us, that we see our lives a little bit better than theirs. People that don't have what we have. That we want to kind of say, well, we want to be a little bit separate from them. And how amazing it is that he said that I sent them into the world. This is the very prayer Jesus paid in John 17. He says that I sent them into the world, but, but they're not of the world. Don't take them out of the world. Uh, and, and so what we recognize then is that we're not like the world, but they need 
the grace that God has given to us. So, so, so notice this. It's a very powerful thing that, that, that he's talking about. Why? Is that God wants you to be a conduit. He doesn't want you to be a, 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 a reservoir or a dead sea. He wants what flows into your life to flow into the lives of someone else. And so when we focus on ourselves and that's it, it's like, uh, God, bless me. But what did he tell Abraham? He says that I will bless you and you will be a Come on, we got, we got to get that. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And then he tells him that everybody, you'll bless all the other people and that those that bless you, I will what? <laughs> those that bless you, I'm going to bless them. Look at this. Look at this. I'm going to bless you. You're going to be a blessing to other people. But not only will you bless them, when they bless you back, I'm going to bless them. Blessings are coming from the left. Blessings are coming from the right. Blessings are coming in front of you and behind you. You can't get through and away from it. And notice how easy it is to focus on ourselves. And God says it's the very thing that the enemy uses to keep us wanting and needed. This is mine. I work hard for this. Beautiful, beautiful passage. So he says that that's not the kind of fast that I'm, I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to do a fast where you're going to speak well of others. See, in 2020, what you've got to do is you've got to be careful of people that are negative. You've got to be careful of people who are always sour about everything. Because what one bad apple does spoil, spoil the whole bunch, girl. Because what happens, see, the Bible talks about forgiveness, and it's a beautiful thing. It talks about how when someone has not forgiven, it talks about how you carry the very same thing uh, that, that of the people that you haven't forgiven. You'll be carrying around their sins. And it talks about, like, deadness. And so it gives the analogy in the Word of God that you put them on your back, and they're dead, but you're carrying them around. And notice what happens to a dead body. Maggots, worms, it starts decaying. What happens to you? You're carrying it around. And then those maggots now start decaying you. They start infecting you. And then ultimately it starts killing you. That's the analogy that he gives in the scriptures. And that's why he says that forgive, let go. And so what you want to do is you want to encourage them but you want to be very careful that you're not a part of their problem or a part of the problem that they're trying to. The Bible says anything that causes disunity is sin in the relationship, in the family, in the church. And so if we or this will be the year that you've been waiting for, but we've got to do it the way God says we've got to do it. Let the church say amen. amen. Now, take this out, guys. God wants, God wants your, you to be a conduit where the blessings are coming to you, you're releasing them, and then the person, others are blessing you, and God's blessing them. So the blessing, look at how the blessings are supposed to be. Oh, my God. Gwen and I were studying in our, in our devotional the other day. Oh, I, I, I'm so excited about it. And God talked about the Garden of Eden and how he had rivers that are going out from there. We studied those rivers. I'm not going to get in it right now, but over the next several weeks, you got to wait for it. 
Because those rivers he sent out was exactly some of this, this we we're talking about now. One of them represented a circle. Ah, and it, whew, Jesus. Let's look at this next verse and let's just stay here. Verse 9. God wants his blessings to flow through you. <clears throat> he wants the blessings to flow through you. And let's look here. He says that, verse 9 says that then when you pray. Come on, let's read that because this is the good part. Let's read it together now. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help, and I'll say, here I am. Isn't that comforting to know when you call out? He says, if you do it my way, I will answer, and I'll say, here I am. How many of you would love to have reinforcements when you're coming against an enemy? And God says, here I am. How many of you love, like, you want to progress and then you got two defenders coming against you, and they hit you, and you flow off of them. Let's read it together now. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help, and I'll say, here I am, a full life in the emptiest place. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims. Quit gossiping about other people's sin. Let's keep going. Oh, my God. If you are generous with the hungry and start growing, giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. Let's keep it going. I will always show you where to go. Now, how many of you know that he knows the end from the beginning? And so from the beginning of this year, God knows where he wants you to end up. And so if God knows where he wants you to end up, we need him to direct our steps in his word. And he says that I'll all, not sometimes, not every now and then, but he says, I will what? I will always do what? Show you what? Oh my God. God will always show. So you don't have to stumble. You don't have to have setbacks. You don't have to make a one step and two steps forward. He says, I'll always show you. And when I show you, he says that you're going to move forward in a very powerful way. And notice what he says. Let's start at the top again and let's read what he'll do. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden. Never run dry. There could be stuff going on all around you, but you're going to be a well-watered garden. There may be a recession, but you're going to prosper in the midst of a famine. You'll prosper in the midst of a recession. Economic conditions in the world will not affect you. That's his promise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. He says, not only will I do it in the future, but notice what I'll do with your past. Let's read it together now. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build a new, rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can, you'll be known as those who could do what? Could do what? You can fix anything. Can you imagine what kind of favor you'll receive? When others look at you as a problem solver, because you have the blessings and the favor of God on your life. 
Can you see the promotions that will come to you when others see you as their blessing has come because you are part of what they are a part of? That they are blessed because you have been blessed. You're blessing them by your presence. You're blessing them because of your anointing. Your cup is running over. He's anointing you in the presence of your enemies. And people are trying to exploit you in the workplace. He says, don't worry about it. I've got this. He says, here I am. When you're going through and others are trying to pull you down to where they are, he'll step on the scene and he'll say, here I am. Here I am. Glory to God, here I am. And so he says that you'll be known as to fix anything, to restore ruins, he says, to rebuild and to renovate and to make the community livable again. Oh, my God, this could be a prophetic word that God's given to us. <laughs> make the community livable again. And we make the community livable, livable again, we can make the city livable again. When we make the city livable again, we can make the state livable again. When we make the state livable again, we can make the country livable again. And when we make the country livable again, we can make the world livable again. And his glory will cover the earth like the waters covers the sea. Ah, glory to God. And so he says that if you want my attention, focus on doing what I have instructed you to do. Focus on fasting the way that I have instructed you to fast because God's desire was always to have heaven on earth. He, al he always desired to have heaven on earth. And when you're seeking to touch heaven, God is looking to see if you're benefiting earth. When you're looking for God to bless your life, he's looking to see if you're blessing somebody else's life. And I want you to see this. God says, you want me to reach out to you, reach out to someone else. And you do your part. You help. You have a role to play. And as you play your role, oh my God, that I'll have blessings coming to you. And then you'll pass those blessings. And then the person you bless will bless you. And then now you'll bless somebody else. And the person that, blesses, that you bless will bless you. And I'm going to be blessing all the people that have been blessing you. <laughs> 